Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today is going to be part number two. I know those of you who listened to part number one have been waiting for this one to come out because we left off in the middle of a very interesting story that Shanti was telling about uh, the time that he became a stripper for a little bit. And so um, there's, there's so much good stuff here in this second part. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to the rest of it. If you were just tuning in, make sure to go check out last week's episode, which is uh, my interview with Shanti, but the first part of it. Um, what ended up happening was the little bit of the audio file got corrupted. So um, we took part of the first interview and then put it there for part one. And then we just completed an, a second part of the interview for everybody, just so you know what happens at the end of that story. So, but it actually, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. And so um, I'm actually really, really happy with the way that the second part turned out this time. I think the conversation actually ended up going um, a little bit even better than it did the first time, which I was happy about that one. So I can't wait for you guys to to hear that. But first, really quickly, if you want to know how to create and maintain relationships with people like Shanti and some of the other guests that I've had on the show, 
I can tell you right now, it's all thanks to my podcast. If I didn't start a podcast, there's zero chance I would know as many awesome people as I do now. It's the perfect credibility vehicle and value-adding excuse to connect with the people that you really want to connect with. Um, I highly recommend starting a show, but if you do it, make sure you do it the right way because last I heard, about 90% of podcasters never make it past episode seven. So if you want to be on the right side of that statistic, (laughs) do what I did. Hire a coach, hire someone who's been there, done that, walk through the process. That is something that I'm doing currently, but because of the increased demand recently, I actually put together my first podcasting workshop that's going to be taking place May 25th and 26th, Saturday and Sunday at the end of May out here in Las Vegas. This is the most affordable way that you can work with me on your podcast because there's going to be four other people there. I believe three spots are already taken. A fourth one is very, very close to being taken. So if you want to do that, then jump on that sooner rather than later. Head over to travischapel.com coaching to apply for one of those last two spots. And maybe I will see you out here in Vegas really soon and we'll get that podcast started. So without any further ado, enjoy my second conversation with Shanti. Shanti, what's going on, man? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How you feeling? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. So for those of you who were listening to last week's episode, you were hearing a story about how Sean uh, started stripping after he moved out to LA, was working at Equinox and everything. So that's right where we're going we're gonna to pick this thing up. So what ended up happening was some of the audio file got corrupted. So we needed to, to redo this uh, last half of the episode for you guys so that you're not left on some horrible cliffhanger. So Sean T, go ahead, man. <laughs> it is a cliffhanger, but life is a cliffhanger. Right. I mean, that's that's you never know what's going to happen next. But for me, it was literally I mean, I couldn't believe that. Number one, I was asked to be a stripper, but I was like, hey, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm here for it. You know, I've I've danced before and I've danced at clubs where you kind of jumped on a box. that just wasn't taking on my clothes. But yeah. So when I was asked to be a stripper, first of all, I'm pretty much the kind of guy that's like, try everything once, because if you say no, you never know. So it was kind of cool. I was like, okay, let's do it. So I went to the club <laughs> first night. I was like, all right, let me figure out what this is. And then you kind of watch everybody, you kind of see what's happening. But I initially was like, there is no way that I can't do this because not to be full of myself, but I was like, yo, these, these guys can't, can't dance like me. At least I'm going to go out with some skill, you know? Like I would go out there and it was all based on tips. So I'm like, the point is to be sexy, get some tips, make some extra money and you're good to go. So it was, you know, to be very honest, it was fine. It wasn't anything really bad about it. I did. I will say that it was really um, kind of amazing to have to go into a different headspace, if you will, to dance in minimal clothing. But because a lot of people might look at strippers and they might feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that. But I mean, a lot of people who are strippers might be putting themselves through med school, right? They might be, you know, they might be putting themselves through law school or just trying to finish school in general or make ends meet, which is kind of what I was trying to do. Yeah. Well, trying to make some more money. That was kind of, I think that was really the question that got this conversation going was like, what was the proportion of your, your gym training income in comparison to your like stripping because you strip like one night a week or something like that. Right. But you're doing workouts every day. Yeah. It was just the weekends, you know, cause I was working at the gym 
and you're teaching and you're making, you're like, okay, if I'm, I'm making a thousand bucks a week or like maybe some weeks you're making 500 bucks a week, you say, how can I make supplemental income? So then now you're working where you're doing, you know, you're working, I don't know, probably four hours. You're doing a few sets and you can make anywhere between $350 and $750 depending on the night. So like literally more than doubled your income in two nights a week. You literally double your income. I think the thing that's, really important is I still was able to find a passion about what I was doing because I love dancing. And on top of that, being fit and working in a gym and and taking care of my body, you're also confident enough to actually do it and feel really great while you're up there dancing. So that, that enhances the experience for you. And then it enhances the experience for the people at the club who want to come out that night and give tips, you know? So, I mean, at the end of the day, You know, one of the things that I took with me to LA was I'm going to treat everything I do like a business because I'm glad I had the experience to actually be, to go on job interviews and work in a corporate world. So for me, it was very important to treat everything I did like a business. And when I'm making money, I'm saving money. I use it as stepping stones to help me get to the next place that I wanted to be. But full disclosure, you know, once the stripping was fine until it got to the point where one day I was dancing and I had on some skimpy underwear and there was a, actually a girl one time came up and started to like kiss me in places. And I was like, you know what, this is just going to be a little bit too much for me. And I just realized like that wasn't where I, you know, wasn't where I needed to be fully. This is not why I'm in LA. Right. But I mean, here's the thing. Again, you use things as stepping stones and I'm, I'm not, I don't regret doing it at all. But the minute I said, okay, I'm here, I'm not really passionate enough about doing this anymore, another door opened. And, and, and I think that's what this is about and really following your journey and listening to yourself, listening to your heart, listening to your gut as you move forward. Yeah. So after all of this was happening, how long in between like working at the gym, stripping all these other stepping stones, like how, how long was that in between time before you landed your first contract with Beachbody? Ooh, uh, let's see, three, four, five. So it was about a year and like eight months. And so what happened was I ended up getting a job in a musical. I actually got booked in the show West Side Story, <laughs> but it was a, my, the first musical I actually booked a job in and I was a lead. And, but then I actually got booked in off-Broadway show called the 10 commandments and it was starring Val Kilmer. So I got those pretty much right at the same time. So I ended up taking the 10 commandments job because it was just, it was with Travis Payne. It was with, he was the choreographer for Michael Jackson. And so I was like, what's going to look better on a resume, you know, doing a musical in Thousand Oaks Theater or doing a musical in in Hollywood at the Kodak Theater where they filmed the Oscars, right? So you're just kind of like, you have to choose the right, the right thing. And that was a great experience. I met a lot of people. But after that, you know, I did a couple other musicals. And then I actually was going to do the musical, I think it was Hello, Dolly. And... I was supposed to travel to another state. And right after I got booked in that musical, I sprained my ankle. Oh, man. Yeah, I sprained my ankle. It was just really... I was really bummed because one of the things that I always wanted to do was travel a lot. So when I sprained my ankle and I couldn't be in this show, I was a little bummed. But, you know, I'm really of the mindset, and I was of the mindset even then, that 
if something isn't supposed to happen, it's just not supposed to happen. And literally a couple of weeks after that, I was sitting in my apartment trying to get over this sprained ankle. It was getting better, which I was happy about. But I got a call from my agent saying that Mariah Carey wanted me to dance for her. And she picked me off of just my headshot. And that was, it it was kind of just this eye-opening thing of, wow, that's why I sprained my ankle. And not to say it's good that you sprain your ankle, but I was like, my ankle was sprained so that I stayed in this place, this place. And then a couple of weeks later, I started, you know, rehearsing and I shot commercials with Mariah. I did some uh, shows with Mariah. And then two months, two and a half months after that is when I landed my first gig with Beachbody. I was at Equinox and a couple of the producers came up to me and they were like, hey, your class is really great. What do you think about developing a, a fitness program with our company? And I was like, okay. You know, for me, I've been on so many auditions that I was like, okay, this is just another, you know, some fitness thing. I'm just going to do whatever. And I literally walked into the office one day, went into a room. We just, I just kind of showed them what I could do and what I could develop. And I walked out of that building with a contract. It was the wildest thing. But here's the thing. I immediately took that contract to my agent and I said, hey, this is a great experience. Can you guys look over this? And the thing that they told me, they called me a couple of days later after they reviewed the contract and they said, infomercials don't work. And so, yes, they were like, just sign it. It'll be a good little thing, a couple months, whatever. And I was like, wow. Like, I I guess my feelings were, I kind of got a little hurt by it because I said, hey, I've actually worked a lot for you guys. It's not like I'm a dancer that's not out there putting myself out there, going to auditions and not booking jobs. I am. And so when I walked out of the office that day, I said, you know what? If I help change one person's life from this experience, then that is the reason I was supposed to do it. And a year later, Hip Hop Abs released and it became the number one infomercial eight years in a row. And it completely changed my life. It changed my life and my confidence, just enhanced my passion for fitness. And the program was based around dancing. So obviously, you know, that was great. And then in addition to that, I just became more financially stable, successful. I actually finally felt what it was like to not live paycheck to paycheck. I was able to buy, I bought my first truck. You know, it was like all of these things were happening that was boosting my confidence. But more than just the financial confidence, it really gave me the confidence to say, this is something that I can sustain because I'm very passionate about doing it. And it's followed up by amazing finances. And it was great. And then I ended up developing another program called uh, Rock and Body. And that infomercial didn't do that well. But literally a year after that is when I developed Insanity. And that was the groundbreaking program that took me out of like, the dance fitness world and put me on the map in home fitness. And the reason why it was so great is because originally the pitch was going to be, anybody can do this. Yes, you're going to work hard. Anybody can do this. And I kind of flipped that script on its head. I said, this program is not for a person who's lazy, not for a person that finds excuses. It's only for the person who's ready to really push their body. And that's how I lived my life. That's how I got to where I got to, to that moment. And so I was just really passionate about putting out this new program. And then from there, that's kind of all she wrote. It was just an amazing experience. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. 
We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So during that whole time, what was the point where there was like a bigger period of exponential growth? Was it through hip hop abs or was it through insanity? Because I feel like when you did insanity, you became in a category like by yourself, like you and like maybe Tony Horton and one or two others where it's just like, you're, you're quite literally like a real celebrity for getting people fit in their homes. Like it's just, you got put into a totally different category at that point. So which one of those do you think was like a bigger catalyst for you? Actually, the catalyst was rock and body. And here's why, because I came from hip hop abs and then you have this pressure of this second program that you want to be just as big or bigger. And it wasn't, but while I was creating it, I still was exercising the passion. I was growing. I was learning. I was learning about the cameras. I was learning about how I was presenting myself to the camera. So by the time I got the opportunity to create Insanity, I feel like that stepping stone was ready. And I think that's the point. Most people feel that you don't hit success until something is successful, but success happens way before you get that successful moment. And this is why I whenever I hear a new person to their business or a younger person say, if I become an entrepreneur or when I become an entrepreneur, I'm like, stop. I was like, whatever job you are doing at this very moment, you have to treat it as if it's your own and live in the space as if you are creating something that you're extremely passionate about. Because I think a lot of people in today's time, they're waiting for the success when you have to create success before you even feel the success. and the work that I put in between hip hop abs and insanity was the work that drove insanity to be 
to get me to that, what you like to say, the different class. Yeah, I think it's super interesting because I've had this conversation with a, with a few people and it's always a similar answer. I was like, how was that feeling when you finally got that, you know, nine figure wire transfer after selling your company and different things like that? And it's just like, it was unbelievable. But at the same time, it was who I was. Like the identity that I had built within myself was that identity of somebody who was worthy of having that you know, nine figure exit or whatever it was. And for you, it was the same thing. Like you had built the identity within yourself that you believed yourself to be this person. So then when it finally happened, it was basically just like life was just catching up to your mental success up to that point. Is that what you mean by that? Yes, exactly. I mean, you just, I'm not a money person, but you literally go from making like a three figure paycheck to a six figure paycheck. But that growth is because the growth in that money comes from the growth within your your body and your soul and your confidence and your belief that you can do something in your practice. Whereas you can take, you can have that same conversation with someone who goes to the, you know, the gas station, plays the lottery and they win, you know, $300 million. The conversation is going to be different, right? Because the person who just sold their company for seven figures or eight figures or whatever they had to go through the work to get there. And hey, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to win the lottery. I'm just saying that. <laughs> just to be clear here. Just yeah. to be clear. But you know, think about it. If you win the lottery for, if you're somebody who is, you know, entry level position and you're working hard, but you hit the lottery for $300 million, maybe you didn't have the experience of the different types of investments or running a company because essentially that's what you're going to have to do. So when you interview somebody uh, you know, like myself or someone who went through an acquisition, if you will, the blood, sweat and tears are there. And so it's not about the excitement of selling a company. It's about, wow, like I really, it's like that internal, like who you became in the yeah, process. Like you, you're proud of who you are. So it's not really about the external, Hey, let me get some confetti and celebrate that I sold this. It's just the, and the confetti is internal, you know? Right. Totally. love this conversation so much, man. I, there's something we could really keep talking about for, for quite a while. I want to ask you this question because I just like asking people questions that puts their feet to the fire. So here we go. Of all of your programs, all the ones that you've created, Rock and Body, T25, Insanity, Hip Hop Ads, all these, uh, all these programs that you put in, which one would you say means the most to you? Not necessarily like which one was the most successful or the best springboard or like, you know, the best catalyst like we were talking about before, but which one means the most to you? So I really hate this question. <laughs> <laughs> I love questions that I don't like though. You know, it's interesting because I just released Transform 20 and Transform 20 is really a culmination of my growth post becoming an author and releasing my book. And it really takes everything I learned from my inception in fitness in the very first class I took all the way through all the programs that I've ever created and it's really packaged into this one 20-minute workout, six-week experience. But the real answer, as hard as it is to really, it's hard to pick just one. It's so terribly difficult. It would have to be insanity. And before people are like, oh, of course, it's not for the reasons that people might think. It's not because it was financial. It's not because it was the number one infomercial for seven years in a row. It's because the comments that I received from that workout when it was first released and the testimonials were, Sean, you said the right things when, right when I needed to hear it. I was about to give up and you said, keep going, you're right there. And how motivated people were by my motivation. 
And Travis, I wasn't even doing it on purpose. I was literally saying to myself, if I feel this way, they definitely have to feel this way. And this is how you have to get there. And it was, it truly, how can I say this? It really taught me to always speak from the heart because if you speak from the heart, it's just so much more authentic and it's relatable and it's real. And it's not fabricated because when you start to fabricate things in your life becomes an entire fabrication. And so I always go back to that when I'm struggling with something, if I'm stuck creatively and, you know, just if I'm going through any tough moment, I'm like, so how do you feel? Because all of those people, people's lives were changed, not because the moves were hard, not because they could do, you know, more power jumps than someone else. Their lives changed because of the feeling that I was giving them that I know you can do it. And for people out there in business and, and they want to become an entrepreneur or they're in the first stages of whatever it is that they're wanting to achieve, do insanity because Shanti, here's the other thing. I'm speaking in third person. I know it's weird, but I'm going to speak in third person for a second. <laughs> okay, go for it. Shanti cares about you so much because there was one point in insanity. I was actually doing the program, the 60 days. And we were doing pure cardio and it was a move called power jacks. And Shanti said, you're right there. When at a point where I wanted to give up and I was like, I love you, Shanti. And I'm just saying, <laughs> but subconsciously, what I really want to say is subconsciously, when you work that hard every single day and you have to hold up your body and you have to push to the next level of who you are and you're doing that day in and day out, it really seeps out into other areas of your life. And if you want to push yourself to the brink of disaster, but know that you will still be alive at the end, try insanity and utilize that same message, messaging that you give to yourself every day and put it into the business you're trying to build or the job you're trying to create or the relationship that you're in that you want to salvage. Yeah, I, I totally second that. I've taken, I've done Insanity and T25 both a couple times. And uh, man, the name Insanity definitely describes what it is. <laughs> Every yes. time somebody asked me how it was, that was literally my answer. I was just like, uh, in, insane? It's, like, insane. it's literally insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Um, oh, I even but, okay. I even say I mean I even when, when people tell me they're doing I'm like why would you even do that like jokingly I'm like <laughs> why would you even do that but I'm like I know why you're doing it. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Okay, so now you have these fitness programs and everything, and that's what everybody kind of knows you for. But after spending some time with you, you also have like a really big passion for allow like giving people a safe space to be themselves and as cliche as this sounds to share their truth and live their truth, which is something that that uh, I really appreciate you for and I want to acknowledge you for. So now you're you're building this um building this community of a bunch of people who maybe had a similar upbringing to something like what you went through and and you knew how difficult it was for you to eventually be able to share that with people and then and then coming out as well and throwing that in the mix and then all these different defining moments that you've been through in your life where a lot of people hold it in forever and it just like eats away at them every single day um, and so that's why I love so much what you have going on with with your with your community that you have can you kind of talk about that for a second yeah so everybody out here here is going through something. And I want to say first and foremost, if you're going through something and you have it, I say everybody's in the closet about something. It doesn't necessarily have to do with sexuality, right? Like you might want to quit your job right now, but you haven't told your boss or any of your coworkers. So if you're going through something right now, the first thing I want to say is it's okay. It's really fine that you're going through something. That's where growth happens. But for me, I like to create a space for people to really have group support. And so it's, 
the safe space of what I have is an online support group where people come together. We have a general focus every single month. So we do a webinar training of self-love, confidence, and different types of internal motivating things to get people out of a rut, to help people accept themselves, to love themselves, or to accept love from a spouse. And what you find out a lot of times is it's not you know, it's not a social class. It's not a race. It could be somebody who's earning seven figures, a seven-figure CEO to someone who is, is a homemaker. And they're like, listen, I'm raising my family. And everyone is an equal opportunity. I call people equal opportunity emotional givers, you know? So we all ingest these emotions daily from whatever we're doing. And a lot of people don't have a space to release that. So the safe space is a place for people to come to release that emotion to get support, to get training, and to get backup support to be able to continue to conquer their minds so they can transform their lives. And where can they find out more about that? SeanTFitness.com slash safe space. So SeanTFitness.com slash safe space. Um, I highly recommend going and checking out this community. I had the opportunity. This is kind of a unique interview, Sean, because we actually were able to meet in person the first time, went through the whole interview, got to hang out with you, your husband, a couple other people that are on your team at the, at the uh, transformation center that you uh, have over there um, in the house. And I, I can just vouch personally for anybody listening out there that there is nobody more qualified to run a community like this than Sean T. And if you jump into this community, I'm sure that you will feel the exact same way. So definitely go check that out. Thank you, man. Yeah, of course. Of course. Hey, what's up, fellow and future networkers? Want to listen to Build Your Network a day early? Download the Himalaya app and follow the show for exclusive first access. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters, aka me, some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free. It's the easiest platform to use, and they're adding cool new features every single day. So go to the App Store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow Build Your Network once you're there. I got to touch on networking because that's the Build Your Network podcast. Yes, that's yes. We're all about on here. So I want to touch on networking. Anytime I, I get to have a conversation with somebody like you who's accomplished so many things in your life, there's always networking things sprinkled throughout the conversation. Little pieces that are always throughout the whole story of just this person introducing you to this person who brought you to this person and so on and so forth. But this is the question that I have to ask everybody that comes on the show. It's just become my staple question. So who you know, or what you know, Shanti, which one is more important and why? Interesting thing. I would say it's what you know. And I know that might be different from a lot of people, but I just believe that you can know a lot of people who know nothing. You can know a lot of people who aren't good people. And you can know a lot of people who are so selfish that they don't give you the full story. But it's what you know, because if you take who you know, and you get good quality messaging from them, if you learn from them, and you really get open them up and for them to be transparent and share the real life experience, it's what they know, that's going to really give you the education to what you know. So for me, it's not about meeting as many people as possible and shaking as many hands as possible. Because you know, some people's hands are dirty, and you don't need to shake everybody's hand. And so here's a little reason I like to, a little story I like to give. I used to go to leadership camps all over the country when I was in, in college. And even now when I speak and I go to keynote, when I'm, when I'm a, one of the keynote speakers at a big conference and they have you know a cocktail reception, I'm not one of the people in there that's 
trying to go up to the quote unquote most popular person in the room. For me, I find the person who's really quiet because the person who's really quiet is probably the assistant or they might be the manager of the person who's getting all of the attention and the assistant and the manager know everything. They know the door, they know the back door, they know what this person's interested in and they know what this person needs. And you just might be the thing that, what you just might have the thing or know the thing that that person needs to know to enhance their lives and vice versa. And so I like to tell people, don't just go into a room and be like, I need to get as many business cards as possible because what can you write on the back of that business card? Because if you grab a business card, you should immediately write on the back of a business card everything you learn from that person. Because when you go home, you know what I'm saying? Like you could have 10 business cards and somebody could have just been like, hey, can you take my card? But what do you know about them? And I'm not talking about what can you Google about them? Like, what are they willing to tell you? And what is the connection that you had with that person? That connection is what you know. Yeah, I like that a lot, man. Yeah, it's so funny to me how many people walk around and like just they want to hand out their cards so bad. And uh, my my pocket just becomes like a dump truck, man. Like it's just the transportation vehicle to transport your business card to the trash can at my house because I don't want to throw it in the trash at the event. Yeah, Here's no, the I, other I, thing. I want to just add a little piece. Like, so, you know, obviously I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a paper guy. So if I actually meet somebody that's really interesting, I put their name right in my phone. And here's another little rule of thumb, people. If you, if that, if you and that person don't have a text conversation within 48 hours, that is, if, you know, I should say, if you do have a text conversation with that person in 48 hours that goes somewhere, this is someone that you're like, okay, this is really great. If it's a week, if it goes beyond a week, you need to reach out. If it goes a couple months and you hear nothing and you're not motivated to reach out to them, then it becomes a part of your Rolodex. And yeah, maybe one day you might be like, oh, wow, I did meet somebody over there. And if you reach out to them and you guys are in different places in your life and it connects great, but it's, you know, it's like going out on a date, right? Like if you go out on a date and the person doesn't write you for two weeks, you're going to go to your friend and be like, ah, yeah, that person didn't write me back. And how do you feel? But if you go on a date and the next day you get a text message from them or a message from them saying, hey, it was really nice to meet you. Guess what? You're going to initially, both people are going to have that initial excitement of, well, what can we do together? Because obviously I feel really empowered to reach out to them and communicate with them again. So that's just my little rule of thumb. Love that, bro. Love that. So much stuff here that we could continue to go into, but I know that coming close here to the end, so I want to be respectful of your time. So I got one quick last segment for you. It is called the random round. Just a few quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yeah. And I want to say this, Travis, I can hang out with you all day. So yes. I just want to let you one, know. Like, one day we will. One day we'll we do, will. Because We'll do the old fashions. Yeah. Yes. He's a good guy, everybody. You should all get to know him. All right. Go ahead. I'm ready. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? I would be a massage therapist because I think the human body is amazing. And I feel like if you are a healer, you can literally make people just like walk around and feel really great. And I know what stress can do to people. So I feel like it's a great stress reliever. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk with them for an hour, who would it be and why? You know, there's like a hundred people I could do this with. Okay. I'm just going to say who's coming to my head today. It would probably be Will Smith. And it's so funny. And I'll tell you why. 
I've been watching his Instagram over the last couple <laughs> couple weeks or whatever. And I just realized he's from Philly. I'm from Philly. We have a very similar humor. But more importantly, I know that when he's acting, he is like becomes this different person. So I would just love to know the emotion that he connects to the different characters he goes into. And then in addition to that, how he's able to maximize his energy when he's being pulled in different directions. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? I'm a, I'm a podcast. I love podcasts. I love podcasts. I love being in my car. I love listening to podcasts. Give me one of your favorites. Okay, so one of my favorite podcasts is called Criminal, and it has nothing to do with you know personal development or whatever, but Phoebe Judge, the host, she is incredible, and I learned from her so much, not just because of the stories that she gives, but the way she asks questions, like her intention, uh, how deliberate she is, and how emotionless she is when she's getting the story done. And you know, I have this little saying that I play around with some of my friends. I'm like, just give me the facts. Like Phoebe Judge just gives you the facts and it just keeps me really engaged and I love it. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. My morning routine, I wake up before the rest of the house does. You know, I have twins. So I wake up before the twins do and I wake up before Scott and I make sure that I literally have 45 minutes to an hour of myself. The first thing I do is I drink a full glass of water, which starts my digestive system. Then I have a cup of coffee. Then we wake up the boys, we play with the boys. We just have a really good, good morning with the boys. I come over to Team Shanti and the day begins. But I would like to say that, number one, having time to myself every day is basically me filling up my gas tank every day. And at the end of the day, Scott and I give each other a high five because we literally made it through the end of the day, another day with twin sanity. <laughs> what is your go-to pump up song music makes me lose control by missy elliott it's always been one of my favorite songs it's called lose control because i feel like my life is completely out of control but as long as i keep dancing to it things are gonna go in the right place <laughs> i love that what is something that you are just not very good at sean i'm not very good at acting i think i would be horrible at it. i think i would suck and which is why probably why another reason why i want to talk to will smith i just have a really hard time not connecting to the current emotion that's not fabricated and so i, I just feel like uh i just feel like acting would be so hard for me plus like if i'm going through something in my real life or my personal life i don't think i would be able to hide that even if i had to get into character that would be the true essence of conquering my mind. And as we get everything wrapped up here, what is one place online where we are going to be able to find you the most? Again, so this kind of goes back to the question of who you know, what you know. You can find me, but which, where you'll learn the most is shantifitness.com. Obviously, my website, but shantifitness.com slash safe space is where it's basically the locker room where you get all of Sean T. And it is truth, trust, and transparency to the max. Love it. Definitely go check out shantifitness.com slash safe space. I promise if you invest anything with this guy, you will not regret it at all. Um, Sean, thanks so much for uh, making the time to do this a second time. And uh, man, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Like I said, man, anytime when I come to Vegas, hopefully we can hang out. And if you already have the baby by then, then I can babysit and you guys can have a date night. I'm down to do that too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I will, I will for sure take you up on that. So I'm serious. Hope, hope I'm so serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I hey, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks. Well, that's it for today's show. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, I've created a totally free resource called Meet Your Hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischapel.com hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.